Hey everyone, and welcome to our 20th ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. As usual, I am your host, Squiggy, and I am joined by Slezo and Laura. Hello, you two lovely people. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. How are you both on this lovely evening? Yeah. Superb. <laughs> alive. <laughs> around. Existence. Alive. Just, just alive. The dramatic pause made me worry a little bit. Survive 2020. That's fine. Yes, and now we're into 2021. Well, this is the second podcast of 2021, actually. The, the first one we've actually okay, recorded, go. so, in this year. Yes, the first one was actually recorded. And Just lift up the during curtain. That time, lift up the curtain? I'm not lifting yeah, my curtain, no. Oh, no, that, that's the Patreon exclusive behind the scenes extras. Yeah. Don't ask us for our Patreon, we don't have one. Um, but because it's, well, it's the first one we've recorded this year, we've had a lot of time to play games between now and then, so... Let's jump straight into what we've been playing, and it's probably going to be quite a big one, I think. Um, Slezo, as as per usual, do you want to do you want to kick us off with your list of games? Sure thing, buddy. Uh, yeah, I've um, played a, a whole bunch of stuff over the past uh, God, no, like a month plus since we last. So uh, it's been a while. Yeah, been a while. So apologies if I say some of these games again. Can't remember what he actually said in the last one. Uh, so, yeah, I've been playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, got the Platinum on that, which involves like going through all the New Game Plus and all of that. Um, yeah, pretty much as I've said in previous ones, it's fun, it's a lighter version of Spider-Man. Some of the new mechanics aren't brilliantly implemented, like there's a camo system which you barely ever need to use in that game, which you get. But the Venom stuff is good fun, I enjoyed that. I'm not really sure why they lock some of the abilities behind New Game Plus, because there isn't really much to them at any point yeah there isn't much that new game plus really adds like there's one ability at the end of each tree and i think like one or two new costumes but none of them really add anything i think one maybe gives you a bit more ability to like combo or finisher but generally by the time you've got all the abilities up to that point you're overpowered as it is so it doesn't really help out so just feels like they did that to give you more an excuse to play the game again and try and add some value to it yeah still still a fun game just i preferred the original uh, I then went on to Astro's Playroom, which is a delightful little title. It's very kind of Nintendo-esque in the way it plays, I feel like, which is about the nicest compliment I could probably give to a random Sony game in some ways. Like, there's so much creativity built into the levels and so many nods and winks to uh, all of Sony's past franchises and big exclusive style games that have made names for them on there. So you've got stuff like this Spyro, Crash, Jack, Ratchet, and all that lot. But also you have like, as I mentioned, uh, so like stuff like Resident Evil and uh, Final Fantasy VII references in there because obviously those were big PlayStation titles at the time. So yeah, I I really love it. Some of the control schemes are a bit, maybe it leans a bit too hard to the gimmicks at some point. Like there's a monkey suit one where you just essentially end up flailing the controller like a madman to do anything at speed with that thing, and. Like, I get why they wanted to have, like, noise coming out of the controller and all that, but, but it, like, drains the controller battery so fast and it doesn't really add a huge amount to hear you, like, running with different noises for different surfaces. It's neat, but it's, it, like, once I've heard it for, like, once, it's like, yeah, okay, sure. I say, I st- still love it. I don't want to crap on it because it's a very fun little game, especially considering it's free and uh, dominating the leaderboards and annoying everyone on my friends list by sending notifications automatically that I've kicked their ass at it was a good fun especially when you're in a party with some of them and they're going insane right i wasn't going insane i was fine <laughs> you were fine other people in the party were not <laughs> but uh yeah. i installed the game after all the pop-up <laughs> i didn't Ooh. have the game installed by the time he got around to doing it so i was like why <laughs> why 
But uh, yeah, I played some of that. Then uh, kind of the last PS5 game that I've really dug into was Pathless, which I've been uh, looking forward to play for a little while. It's kind of it's a very minimalist open world game, so you kind of run around with your bow and arrow, and you can essentially use that to hit like random talismans, which refill essentially your stamina bar, which you use to dash around. So, and if you're in the air, it'll also give you a boost to jump in and all that. So you can essentially do lots of shooting to kind of keep going fast, keep the flow going, as it were, as you're running around the environment. It's it's fun, but like so it's very minimalist. So essentially, you there's no map. You don't get given a map. You just essentially run around. You have like kind of a spirit vision, which will tell you roughly where the big things are to go to. And there's lots of little things in the round that can essentially give you uh, extra power to give you more jumps, essentially, via the eagle that joins you on the journey. So it's it's very neat. But as I say, because everything's so minimalist, like there's very little music. So it's just Austin Wintry doing ambient stuff. But even then, he's not really, doesn't really feel like he's doing a lot. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit too it's taken a bit too much of a step back and you're a bit too little to it's a nice world to explore but there's just it's very little reason to care so and there's very little to actually engage with like the puzzles are mostly very simple kind of hit these bells in the right order jump from this thing to this thing without touching the ground it's like okay so as i say it's it's neat but i wouldn't have spent like 30 pounds in hindsight but i'm still making my way 30 pounds that's how much it costs yeah it's like that's like pretty Average price was maybe slightly on the upper end of indie game pricing these days, Laura. Let, let's be honest, I'm missing, so thirty pound. I'm like, whoa, big spender. But <laughs> I mean, compared price. to seventy I mean, like, pounds, <laughs> Laura, that they want for yeah. full price games. <laughs> I mean, true. But I think I saw Pathless for twenty five a week. That's why I was. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> like. It, I mean, yeah, it did come out at launch, so it's probably had a chance to be on sale at the moment, and it is in Apple yeah, Arcade I mean, as well. So. Yeah. I didn't mean it like £30 is outrageous in today's game market. I'm not sort of that sheltered. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've already done on my PS5. So I'm already building up a backlog on that system. It's great. But uh, yeah, and other, other platforms. I uh, played a bit more of Super Mario Sunshine in Super Mario 3D All-Stars on the Switch, which I still adore. I think I talked in the first episode about how much I love it. There are a couple of things I miss, like I miss the GameCube pad, which has like its little um, indentations around the analog sticks, which makes it easier to orient yourself in certain directions. And apparently my memory in this game is not as brilliant as it was, because there's been one or two shine sprites where I've been going like, wait, how the frig do I do this again? Like the uh, final level of, oh, not Serena Beach, uh, Gelato Beach, where you have to do the watermelon rolling. And I've com- I completely forgotten like tr- the tricks to getting by there. I didn't realize you could kill the little random bird things that throw it up in the air. So that was a frustrating ten to fifteen minutes until I realized that. But uh, still having great fun playing it, and I think I've got like over half the shine spikes now and there. So uh, good fun when I play it in those bursts. Uh, I've pl- also started uh, after friends telling me that I don't play enough actual good games. So I started uh-huh. playing Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually fair. So I started playing <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima finally on the uh, PS5 because I needed and I wanted to do an open world and I was like, is this a horizon? And I feel like Ghost is more relevant to the conversation at the moment. So I'll go with Ghost. It's I'm enjoying it. Um, it's God, it's a large open world. It feels like when you're riding around horse trying to explore everything. But it does. Yeah, it's a very beautiful world. I do enjoy exploring it and finding all the little random like, oh, he's a hot spring or follow the birdie, follow the fox. Oh, I've come upon this random quest that I didn't know either. So it is, it's great fun because sometimes you're going to, like, you'll help someone out in a random encounter and they'll be like, oh my god, there's bandits over there and that'll get you a new mission. Or, oh, I heard this singer that will give you a super technique. Or sometimes if you just walk into it, the game will be like, oh, here's the mission. You 
jump into it and start now. There's some bits that I'm a little less keen on, like, so I'm not hugely into the story because I'm still in Act 1 yet. I feel like it's a little bit, at times it's going like, oh, you choose the path of the ghost or choose to be a samurai, and, but the game's very clearly orientated to you being the ghost. So it's like, it doesn't really, like, you're trying to make it like this is a quarrel or moral dilemma. It's like, do this and not die, or die. Um, no, I know which option I'm picking. And also, because I like to ride around everywhere, there's, there's too many opening, there's too many encounters on the open road. I swear to God, you know, like 30 seconds and then, oh no, Mongols, gotta fight them. It's like, please, just let, like, slightly less encounters would be nice. You don't need to have them on every bloody corner. I just, I need a break. Sometimes I just want to ride to fill up the map. I don't want to have to fight 100 enemies. I'd say, uh, still Act 1, still early days, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. And it's, again, a nice, relaxing game to play for a couple of hours and explore a bit and do some missions. Uh, otherwise, just a couple of games that I've always talked about. So Among Us, same old, good fun game, enjoying it. Managed to win a 1v6 match as an imposter, which was a phenomenal accomplishment. I don't know how I pulled it off and got them all. Especially when they were pretty much onto me from the start. It's like, it's you or this guy. And they voted out the other guy and like, probably you, and somehow managed to wing it. So they leave that quite until the end. So it's like, yeah. And also playing Fall Guys in now it's third season, which they've added a bunch more games this time. So it now finally feels like we're at the point where there's enough variety where it never feels like you're just going to play the same games over and over in a session. Especially now that they've added some finales. The new finales are good fun, although I haven't got the hang of the ice one yet. Because it's like a hexagon, but with a different wrinkle to it. So I'm trying to figure out like, what the best strategy for that is. But uh, And I still haven't won a game this season yet, which is going well because we're halfway through the ranks. But uh, I'll do it, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll get, I'll max out the pass again I have done for the last two seasons. But uh, I've been saying I was going to win a game for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it, still you, win. you can do it, Squiggy. I've, I think I've got 15 wins total. So need five more and I get that damn trophy. Hopefully in season three. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I just wish they added it. Now that you've got the crown rank as well, even more so, I wish there was a bloody stat screen. I know I'm not alone in that. And there you go. That's I play a lot of video games. It was good times. I mean, it's a good job you do play a lot of video games to be on a video game podcast. <laughs> I'd be worried if you didn't play many games and were on a video game podcast. Laura, what have you been playing? Hey, I see what you did there. You trying it's to a good prove. segue. But I have put out, poured hours, hours, hours into a Creed Valhalla. I'm all about the Viking life, so you can't even come at me on this for one. Um, yeah. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ubisoft open world game, Vikings. I, I, that's my experience. 52 hours deep. You're 52 <laughs> hours into Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and all you have is Vikings. <laughs> and then it's Ubisoft being Ubisoft. I will say no. There's loads of stories I've um, got me. And this is not spoilery to say that basically you select like territories to go do the missions of. So it's like you're making alliances and stuff like that. So then you sort of go, I'm going to focus on this territory. You get given the missions and that's like a little subsection of the story. And then you go back and you go off and it's like different characters and stuff. Right? I'm uh, currently <laughs> on a great, really interesting story. And I know when this ends, the next one will be so dull. Because some of them are like, oh, you know, I think someone's out to get me. Like, the Oxfordshire is like, it's out to get me. And you're like, okay, it's that guy over there with a the shifty eye. And then you do the whole story and you're like, yeah, it's the guy over there with a the shifty eye. But um, some of them are like, oh, this is a bit different. You have like a proper war. You're like, you're breaking in. Like, um, I don't know what they're called. And I'm feeling really stupid. But you know, like the large wooden poles that they move on wheels to breach doors? Like a ram. I don't a know if they a have battering names. ram. A battering ram. Thank you. I am stupid because I did know that. 
But you have like a few missions where you help push them and you put them in and you destroy the guards around it so your Vikings can help. It's like like a little thing. They come up quite often, but then you have other story missions where you're like, I feel like I'm making decisions that are going to, um, you know, come back to haunt me, which I don't like. Because it's like, one of these three people is a traitor. I need you to sniff out which one. And you hear their stories. I'm like, you know what? They all have out. They all have motives. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So yeah, that's been cool because I actually feel like I'm making a difference in the world and having a unique playthrough, which isn't something I often would associate with a Ubisoft open world. Whether I am or not is debatable. If you know what I mean, like, you know, whatever you pick, you always end up... You know. I don't think that is the case, because today I had the choice to fight the guy or be like, nah, I forgive him. And I was, I was like, I'm going to fight you. You bad. Um, so I feel like he could be alive in someone's game, etc. Being vague. But um, yeah, 52 hours. And also, I will say this, I definitely said this before. The side missions are the most hilarious thing that ever happened in a Ubisoft game ever. Because some of the plots of them are ridiculously funny like i think i've spoken about the um relighting people's fire one and i've spoken about the egg fart one but just like even because <laughs> this sounds really sick because the one that just came to my mind is there was these kids are like where is daddy he dove died for this treasure in this lake ages ago and then you dive down to find the treasure and near the treasure is his floating body and you're like oh no <laughs> and you go Found back them. up and they're like yeah, but you go back up and you're like, did you find the treasure? And you're like, yeah, you can have it. You can lie and keep you a dickhead. But I'm like, yeah. no, I found it and I I'll gave it to them. And then they're like, have you seen daddy? And I'm like, oh, oh do you even lie and say no? <laughs> and I was like, I find daddy, he's passed. And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> you're just like, I don't like <laughs> You awful person. Yeah, but then you're like, they, they say what you're like, oh, we do have family. Go see our aunt. We'll sell the treasure you gave us and have the money to go see our aunt and travel and be with our aunt and, you know, mourn daddy. So it's kind of like, if you had lied about the treasure, then told them about their dad, would they have just been stranded and it would have been on you? Because I wouldn't have found the game of treasure now. Um, Probably. That sort of vibe. Yeah. But you have side missions like that and you're like, oh, just these are actually, like, memorable. I shouldn't say hello. It's just the fact that they're like, is daddy still alive? I don't think it'll be okay, is he? But um, you have loads of weird... There was another one where, like, um, this kid was like, oh, I can't get the horse to um, obey me. It won't come across the river, um, river while I'm shouting it, you know, because I want to get on it and ride. And so you go over, get on the horse, ride over, give it to the kid. The kid gets on it, and then as he's riding off, there's a guy going, that's awesome! And you're like, you commit a crime. Oh, shit. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Like, there's little side missions like that, and I'm like, oh, this this is kind of, especially our in-between heavy story missions, but I'm very enjoying, pretty much enjoying Assassin's Creed Valhalla, even though I do feel like I'm 52 hours deep, and I um, I was like, oh, I'm getting somewhere, the map's looking a bit more complete, and it's looking thing, and then I did a mission, and then a whole other section opened up, and I was like, oh, um, that sort of disheartening vibe to it, but then, you know, I'm getting banged from my buck, and I, because this game is massively long. Uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, speaking of massively long games, did a little game called Cyberpunk 2077. You may have heard of it. I wasn't lagging behind. Name the yeah, and it wasn't lagging behind. I got it on launch, played it on launch. I was, I was fine. I mean, I had a PS5, so it was like a few bugs, but nothing crazy going on. I mean, nothing great. There was definitely problems with it, and it crashed a couple of times, but nothing like, you know, looking like a PS2 game and just generally not working. But even then, I haven't really played much of it. I've done, I think I've done about six out, six hours. And before getting completely, you know, indebted to Assassin's Creed. But what I played of it, I did enjoy. But it's obviously, it had its bugs. And it, 
it's just not mind-blowingly good, but it is still early on in the game, if you know what I mean. So even, uh, like, I wouldn't be expecting it to blow my mind now, even if it wasn't getting... You know what? You can Google the game and see why it's not getting great reviews, because let's not be that podcast. We're lagging behind. We'll talk about that in six months um, <laughs> when they fix it. Um, but yeah, I'm not... I've done enough of it to say it's all right, but obviously when it had Game of the Year hype before it came out and all that stuff, it's not lived up to that, but... I can't really slag it either because I haven't really played all that. So you know what I mean. You know what it's like. Um, obviously, I have played more Call of Duty and FIFA 21 because they own my soul. And if I don't play them, terrible things will happen to me. FIFA 21 still continues to annoy me by, you know, the uh, comical defending and the AI that they fix, which they clearly haven't fixed. I mean, I might, I think Scriggy may have been here for the, this goal that I'm going to tell, but it's ruined the whole experience when I was like, that's a beautiful ball back to the keeper. Took too long to whack it clear. It smacked the back of the defender's head and went into the goal. That was fun. Really appreciate that. That's going to follow me about for a while. Um, also played some F1 2020 with the Squigster. Uh, turns out I'm a natural. I was hoping to say yes. Yeah, you're, you're okay. Yeah, learning how to drive an F1 car again. I like pretending and having the camera angle so it's like I'm in the car with the steering wheel because I'm badass. So that's fun. I mean, I feel this F1 game is more polished. I did try it on the Xbox when I had Game Pass at the end of last year, and it is just the perfect F1 experience. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else to play. Oh, more Fall Guys, because they technically own my soul as well. Yeah. Because uh, Fall Guys got me back by basically putting Christmas stuff in it. Let's be honest. Season 3, winter, Christmas Day, I was like, yes, please. Um, and then I've liked all the new stuff. Season 3 has definitely been as returned for Season 2. I didn't get me at all, but Season 3 has at least been like... These are fun new modes, like the jump through hoops thing that I just seem to naturally be good at. I appreciate. Uh, have I played anything else? Hmm. Did you play I... when they did the bloody hexagon mode in Four Guys? And yes, I did. Boy, I how did they mess it. that up? I played it with a friend of the podcast. You may know him as Mr. Hexagon, if you're listening. That You'll work out who that is. Um, who won Crown of Crown of Hexagon, and even he hated it. I was excited for this hexagon after hexagon after hexagon mode, and they managed to make me hate it. Then I saw they announced a full mode, which is four more full ball, full ball, full ball, final, whatever the end, final round. And I was like, that doesn't sound appealing. So, yeah, I don't trust them when they do specials like that, to be honest with you, because I just wanted some cool hexagon, and they made it suck. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm missing something. Yes, I prayed. I mean, I did 10 minutes of Assassin's Creed while we... Uh, podcast prep <laughs> not Assassin's Creed Animal Crossing I can't get Assassin's Creed off my brain um, people <laughs> villagers are still alive that was good to know apparently it's been nine months I was like it sounds like I'm gonna be guys <laughs> they were like it's been nine months I'm like oh god that's a suspicious time left <laughs> Jesus I was like oh no these villagers are gonna be looking at me differently um, I saw that that was I mean that was just fun to get the, them sort of messages on Animal Crossing um, have I played anything else? I think that's everything. Maybe. Squeaky <laughs> to the down do his say a game, and I'll be like, oh, I was there for that. But I'm no, I don't sure. think so, based on my list. No. Um, I'm, I'm pretty so sure I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll go through my list. Um, Miles Morales, we talked quite a bit about that. Um, I enjoyed it. I think, again, Spider-Man was probably better than Miles. But I did really like it. I liked the story. Um, I did go back and do... New Game Plus, but I didn't really see the point of it, and I couldn't be bothered to finish the story again. I know it's short, but I just couldn't be bothered that's, that's to finish fair. it. I think because I 
I think it's because I went back like straight away after doing it. I think if I maybe left it for a couple of months and gone back, I might have. But yeah, wasn't too bothered about replaying it fully to get the platinum. Um, I started playing Demon Souls over at Twitch.tv slash Players. I died a few times. Not as many as I thought I was <laughs> nice going to die, to be perfectly honest. Thank you. Um, so I, I quite enjoyed it. I still haven't gone back to it because I'm trying to like, I want to sort of be able to put quite a lot of time into it because I know I probably need to. So if I, if I remember how to do something, I don't forget after being away for ages and ages. Which brings me to my next game, which is Mario Odyssey, which I decided what, to play. What? Yeah, so I, I, I knew I hadn't, I knew I hadn't finished it, and I still had. I don't think I was that far away from the end. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to play it, and I finished it. So yeah, that's that's game number three of the year finished already, um, and it was fun. I think, like I was saying about Demon Souls, I don't want to spend too much time going away from it because you might forget things and I think I did forget a few things in Odyssey like certain just certain ways to defeat enemies if you know what I mean so I found that I was dying a few times where I probably shouldn't have like an idiot I am but it was it was all right um I didn't I don't think it was as good as other Mario games that I've played but it's one of the only Mario games that I've actually finished yes, yes. people agree with so, me so yeah yeah I, I I think it's good but I just don't think I, st- I don't hate good. it I just don't I think it's... I prefer the other five. Five, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's more memorable bits in like Mario 64, for example, than there is in Odyssey. Yes. To be perfectly honest. And I think like one of the best parts for me in Odyssey was going back to Peach's Castle at the end, at the end game and hearing the Mario 64 music. That was like one of the best bits of the game for me, so that kind of says, up, says a lot of it. I, couldn't, I can't really tell you many memorable moments. I didn't think the boss fights were that interesting and when they were repeated quite often. And I didn't think there was really that much difference in the repeating of them, from what I remember. Because I think when I when I stopped playing, I'd done like one of each of the different. Is it the thing? The twin? Not the twins. The there's like four of them or whatever. Oh, the I can see. I can't his, remember the names. Of them. These marriage assistants, whatever they. Yeah, so I think like there's four of them, and I think I defeated all four of them the first time round. So like when it came to playing the like against the four of them again, it was exactly the same way as before. So it was that was quite easy to do and I thought oh it might have changed up a little bit because I thought oh no what's going to happen here but it was literally I don't think it was anything different to be perfectly honest and I thought that was a little bit pointless um, but yeah it was it was good but it's not something that I'd be hurrying back to to playing through again um, moving away from that I played the usual COD in FIFA I'm really enjoying COD this year I think I've sunk over 50 hours into the game in the multiplayer just in the... based, based on your rank too many hours it's, I think, based on game time on the thing, it's just over 50 hours, just in multiplayer. That's not Warzone, that's just Cold War multiplayer. I just really like it, I don't know what it is, I just, it feels, it feels really good. And I think I've said that <laughs> the few times I've talked about it, it just, it just feels really good to play. Like, you don't feel at a disadvantage and stuff like that, it just feels good. Um, F1 2020, like you said, I quite enjoy it. How long? 2016, maybe? Maybe even before that? I'm not sure. But it was nice. It was nice playing that. It was a bit awkward to get used to it. Although I did qualify very well, and then was at the first corner in two of the races. I was pretty much at the back after qualifying near the top, and that ruined the whole race. Laura, <laughs> did it? Did it ruin the whole race? It did, because especially when you were well ahead of me. Although, although the first race you did you did get ahead of me, and then my driving skills brought me back, and I still beat you in that race. But then after that, it went downhill. And oh. finally, the last game I've been playing. Is a game that I spoke about a little bit last episode when we talked about soundtracks and probably 
the episode before that, probably the episode before that, and do you know what? Probably the episode before that as well. I've started playing Metal Gear Solid. It's the the GOG PC version of the PS1 game. I've started playing that over on my Twitch, which I've already plugged once, but I'll plug it later on. I've started playing that. It's it's so good to be back playing Metal Gear Solid and back into Shadow Moses. I really love it. It's it's weird how the game's aged. It, it hasn't aged as nicely as what I remember it from playing it probably six or seven years ago, but it's still it's still a good game, and I'm looking forward to playing that and also playing through the rest of them as I go. Um, that's pretty much all I've been playing, and that's all everyone's been playing. So before we move on to our main topic, we'll quickly just blast through a couple of games that came out on this day, which is the 19th of January, if you are listening to this podcast on that day. If you're not, this podcast came out on the 19th of January. Here's what came out on the 19th of January. Lego <laughs> Island 2, The Brickster's Revenge. So we spoke about yes! Lego Island a few episodes ago, and I yes. mentioned Lego Island 2, The Brickster's Revenge, and this is one that came out. And I actually remember it coming out just after Christmas because it was when I got, it was the year the PS2 came out. Well, the year after the PS2 came out because I got my PS2 and I got Smuggler's Run and Wild Wild Racing for it. And I went to the game and traded in Wild Wild Racing to get Lego Island 2 The Brickster's Revenge because I loved the first Lego Island. <laughs> there you go. It's, there you go. Lego Island is the game with classic Lego names. Yeah. I love Lego yeah. Island. Yeah. yeah. Um, next game on the list is Ridge Racer number six. Ugh. Which I believe was the Xbox 360 version, I think. And I think it might have been one of the first Ridgerator games to come out on a Microsoft console. Correct me if I'm wrong there, someone. I don't I don't get the appeal of Ridge Racer, so I'm not gonna correct you if you're wrong. I just I, I, I think I bought this, probably. I probably did. And it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it's just it was just a bit generic racery. And I think when you had games like Test Drive Unlimited coming out around about that time as well, it was a little bit it was a little bit meh. And finally the last game that came out that was on the list worth talking about was Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix. Um, has anyone played that? It feels like I have, no. but I, honestly, they all blur. No. So I've played... It's the one with Aqua, Terra, and Ventus, I believe. It's the PSP like the one. Yeah, it's the uh, PSP one. But it's also in 2.5 HD collection, I think. Yeah, I feel like I've played it, but I feel like I remember so little of it, I'm going to pretend I didn't. Yeah, I've I've played it. I didn't get to the end. Basically, the last boss battle is just too difficult. And I was like, don't have time for this. Literally don't have time. Got all the way to the end. The boss battle was just too difficult. And I think a lot of people, that's like the general consensus. If you can beat this boss battle, you can defeat any of the other bosses because there's like three stories to play. In the order you play them in, it kind of recommends an order to play. And if you play them in that order, the final boss battle on the first character is the hardest boss battle in the whole game. So you defeat that, then the rest is pretty much plain sailing. But I didn't do it, so it wasn't plain sailing. And that is everything that came you out on the 19th of January. I call myself a Disney fan. <laughs> Disney fan. There's a difference. Disney. That was not Disney. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Um, so yeah, so that's everything that came out on the 19th of January. Um, so let's move to our topic of the show. Um, so we've all talked about what we've been playing. And there's one game that we did miss. And that was Knack. So Knack was a PS4 launch title. It was so good, they made a sequel, Knack 2. But we decided <laughs> just to play the original Knack, which was free on PlayStation Plus. Um, yeah, where, where do you want to start with Knack? Anyone? Anyone want to start with can we Can we just start with the graphic style? Because that's the first thing that obviously... It's the first thing you notice when you load it let, up. Let's start, let's start with one of the important things. What did we all play it on? 
because obviously oh. it's a PS4 game, but you can play it on the PS5. I played it on the PS5 because um, I'm cool. Uh, yeah, I played on the OG PS4, so I didn't get the options Laura did on PS5. I don't know what screen you played it on. I played it on PS5, and then I picked performance mode over graphics mode. Yeah, you both I got think... this option. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it comes up at the start whether you want to you know, prioritise your frame rate or prioritise, I want to say HD, but I can't do it. It'll be, the, it'll be like 4K, but it will yeah. be 4K, if you know what yeah. I mean. So I once went graphics by accident, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know, it didn't make much difference. I'm like, oh, shiny. And then um, the other time I was like, uh, performance, because, you know, it feels like it was going to make the biggest difference, if any, to my uh, I think you, you were like, there's options, and I was like, I don't really get why, because it, it runs fine. I, I mean, it's a launch game, so you'd hope it would. But it ran fine on my PS4. I had, like, no issues whatsoever. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, I didn't see any issues on the PS5. I mean, I wouldn't expect to see any issues on there, but, yeah, there was no issues playing it on the PS5. You played it on the OG PS4, so... Yeah. Obviously, it worked on all consoles, well, all... PlayStation no, consoles after the PlayStation all consoles, all two. <laughs> well, whether it made it a good game or not is debatable, and something we'll probably talk about over the next 20, 20 minutes or so while we talk about Knack. Um, I, I'm just going to go out there and say it straight away: I did not like Knack. Did you not? Um, no, I finished it though, but I did finish it like I said I would. <gasps> remember? Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, folks, this you are listening correctly for the first time. We've all finished <laughs> the game on schedule. Yeah, and I think all three of us regret every choice of picking this game. Every minute, I regretted it. And the best bit is, I feel we can openly say this publicly now, and not just say this behind the scenes and bitterly on Twitter, at Behind Lagging. Um, we can't remember who directly picked it. We all pointed fingers at each other, and I'm starting to think that Nat had our conversation and picked it for us. It was Mark Cerny. Yeah, I actually... Mark Cerny all the Yeah, way. Mark Cerny, he's in our heads. Yeah, because... <laughs> Generally, no one seemed to know why. And the I more got the why because the why was like so because we're lagging behind, so we're doing a PS4 launch game when the PS5 comes out. But uh... okay, we all knew the yeah. logic, but the logic <laughs> became more and more flawed the more we played it, and more and more regretted. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I I think I tweeted like to lag him behind after I finished it, saying I finished it. I regret everything or something like that. Oh, I regret my life choices. Um, I instantly deleted yeah. it off my hard drive after finishing Oh yeah, it. I deleted this yes. straight away. I didn't even think about, oh, I might go and get some more stuff and do some extra <laughs> things. I was like, nope, you are getting deleted straight away. I need that hard drive space to download Disney+, Plus, which is only like 200 megabytes, but that was my excuse to delete it. Yeah, don't blame you. But, yeah, but no, I mean, me and Laura finished it. You platinumed it, Slazer, and uh, I don't know how you put yourself through that torture. Um, I needed something to play to listen to podcasts to, so sure, why not? <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Fair That's enough. mindless enough. I don't really need to pay. After the first playthrough yeah. where I'm making notes, I don't really need to pay attention to it anymore. Yeah. So, so obviously the general consensus is that we all don't like it, obviously. And I think the the bad points of the game are probably going to take up the longest part of this. So you want to start so with good? Just, so I was going to say, should we just talk I've about got, what I've we actually liked points. about it? There's good points yeah, with I've this game. Yeah, it, it ran. That was a good it point. It runs really well like there are outside of the initial load time there are no load times if you skip the cutscenes you'll just be there at the next point even if it's between chapters you'll just be immediately in the gameplay of the next chapter i was staggered that like I'm this is like ps5 because... level load times on a ps4 i mean i was yeah, playing because... on ps5 so it was way yeah well that, that's what i mean like i noticed the, the speed of loading into games and i thought that's the ps5 
but now you've said that, I was like, oh, that's that's actually pretty good. That's yeah. done well. Outside of like, if you skip the initial cutscene and you have to wait like five, ten seconds for it to load, which is understandable. But after that, yeah, you can skip every cutscene. I was I was yeah. genuinely blown away by that. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I didn't obviously play the PS5. I didn't know that, but that's yeah, yeah that's a that's a good thing. Um, what else? What what did I enjoy? I mean, I liked uh, some of the ideas. That was the yeah, like you know the knack sort of knack. Um, so he goes stealth knack. And he goes, like, yeah, stealth knack. Thank you. And goes through the lasers. Knack um, with the whole. I was gonna say the rock knack. Uh, there was a wooden knack, an ice knack, wooden. and a metal knack. Mm, metal yeah, knack, wooden. Yeah. I love that sort of idea, sort of different power-ups, effectively, and that sort of puzzles that go with that. I feel like they could have done more with that in some regard. Yeah, they definitely um, could have done more, but it was, especially because they got their own health bar as well. I thought that was weird. Really- yeah, that, yeah, that made me feel like, oh, that's cause it's quirky. They've actually just makes these levels feel a bit different from the previous levels I've just played through and yeah. breaks up the game nicely. I mean, I will also say I just actually put a note that said "little knack" is <laughs> literally my one of my positive points because I thought, man, this little knack. Oh, I could fall in love like I fell in love, boy. I was like, I can see the appeal here. Um, I don't think I would go that far. I I did like um like the element stuff as well, but also just the more relics you picked up throughout the level, the bigger you got, which yes, kind of yes. it kind of changed the combat a little bit. Like the combat's yeah. it's nothing special, let's be honest, but. The fact that it's different from maybe the start of the level to the end of the level is quite cool. Like, I like throwing a if you're bigger, you've got a longer reach, you can do yeah. more damage compared to being tanks. tiny neck. Yeah, so Three I thought that tanks. was quite cool. But um, after that, I don't I really mean, have anything else. I was going to say, I like this from a very, just because it amused me, point of view. Um, basically, it's a family-friendly game. We can all agree this is them trying to get the family-friendly markets. Yay! Yes. I effectively did write, it's like a movie time, but without a movie time. It's that sort yeah. of vibe, like, come on, kids, get get involved. But um, I did like the fact that it's questionably dark in places, like when it looks like uh, a certain character into lava. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'll get back to that bit. <laughs> yeah, we will come back to that. But I was like, oh, that's a good. She'll be fine. She's landed on the rock, and then it's like she's disappeared. And I'm like, um, kids' game, a little bit dark. <laughs> yep, okay. There was a couple moments when I was like, oddly, which I would say. Some will say it's negative. I was like, "Yes, teach kids the real world." <laughs> I've got no, yeah, I've got no problem with that in kids' media. Like, in my I nice, found it amusing. Like, I know some people are like, "Gotta protect them." It's like you, like you have, to, they have to understand the concept of death at some point. So, what <laughs> better the way time. to do it than knack? Yes, more launch title. Get ready to understand uh, death, kids. Yeah. It still amuses me that she like the lives like that's a painful death. Jesus, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> It did crack me up. I was like, I am full on. You know, I nearly like was like, I'm going to U-turn my whole this one moment because that is amusing. <laughs> Knack went full Star Wars. That's what um, it was. It's, it's it's got loads of like nice little things. Like I like the fact you can see damage. Prop- like when it's it happens to Knack, you'll notice that you're like being held together more by like electricity as relics go flying off, and you can see on the enemies mm. as well that you're knocking off their armor, so you can tell that you've hurt them. So yeah, the, I, I thought that was quite cool with the enemies, knocking that off. That's neat. I like yeah. the variety of enemies. Uh, en- enemies? 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 See, yeah. enemies. Enemies. <laughs> you know, See, different, robot, different robot types. I thought there was quite a lot of variety, especially with them. Like, the ones that, like, come at you with the lasers and spin. The ones that, yeah. like, swords. You can always it's tell yeah, think, who yeah. they are. I don't know if I thought there was a huge variety, but you could always recognise what type of enemy it was, even if it had been a one. Yeah. I didn't think, like, outside of the robots there was too much difference. I yeah, think that would be one my of, I think there's a couple of levels where 
you fight like I think it's the start. Is it the different coloured bugs do different things? Yes. Yeah. And you've got the like the bird which will attack you. But then later on in the game, you've got other bugs which are different like shape but the same colours, so they do the same damage. And then instead of a bird, it was like a bat that did exactly the same thing. And I thought it's it's cool like they're varying the enemies that way, but in theory they're exactly the same enemies. Yeah. The goblins, for example, there's not much going on there, is there? No. Yeah. You but I thought it was. I thought the way they did it, like broke it up a little bit instead of having like the same bugs and the same bird yeah. across like the playing different levels. But it was still like this is just. I, I wouldn't say lazy, but it was. I did. I did like. I know what, that's what I mean. I just did like as well. Like so, one of the first birds you fight in the first levels, instead of like being defeated like every LMNA, you just punch them in the face and they go fuck this and just fly off. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, that's neat. No cruelty to my birds. <laughs> yeah, so you punch a bird and it flies off, but someone dies in the lava. Yeah, that's that's really, uh, really kid-friendly. Tell you the other thing. Um, so the... There was one other big thing I liked, but uh, I don't know what you two thought about it. I know I think Laura missed it, kind of, when she was playing through it. So there's like there's collectibles and there's like treasure chests like you would expect in a lot uh, of these kind yeah. of platform things. What did you think about the fact that it's kind of like done as a loot box system and you can pick anything that your friend's got along the way? Well, I would have liked it if it was explained to me at the time, because as I explained to you, I didn't get the point of them telling me, Alex Slazer has got this, and I was like, well, I don't understand. But then you explained it to me, it's so that people can find different ones, and it is all random and stuff like that, it's not set. Yeah. Set time, they were like, Alex found this three months ago, and I thought it was trying to wind me up and taunt me. Yeah, but, um, that's what I thought it was for. <laughs> Yeah. When you explained to me how it was working and it was like a loot box system, I was like, oh, that is neat. Frustrating if you want the platinum, but neat if you don't give it. Well, no, it's useful for the <laughs> yeah. platinum because it means if you get something you've already got, you can go, fuck that, I'll pick what Laura has. Oh, the opposite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll take it back. Great. I always, I always, I always, I always pick something that one of you had just for the sake of it. I didn't know why I was doing it. And at first I thought, oh, it means I'm stealing their stuff. So when they next come on the game, I was stealing all their stuff. So I knew you were trying to do the platinum. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take that one that Slezo got. Yeah, no. Uh, I, no, I, I, no. I picked up on what it was about but yeah I just I thought that was very neat that's not really something I've seen before like especially in this era of where loot boxes are everything the idea that you can support kind of support your friends in some way in some passive way is kind of neat I thought there's you talking about supporting friends isn't it? I'm trying to take that relic off Slezo yeah he was trying relic. to hurt you well <laughs> but luckily I couldn't because of the way it was implemented which I didn't know about that's so, what I was because I never anyone. as I said never really seen that before in a game so I thought that was kind of a interesting yeah you don't do you that. don't do you yeah but again, I think it was explained properly. Me and Laura might have been on board with it a bit more instead of going, why do I care that you unlocked this yesterday or the day before? And whatever. Yeah, I I needed a bit more uh, explanation. Just like, you know, oh, this is what's going on. I'm not saying that of its on the uptake. It wasn't exactly the most obvious Pretty sure it pauses the game when you first get one to explain what that screen's for. Okay. Oh, it may. Yes, if I was reading that. I, would probably it then. <laughs> My bad. I was trying to. I was trying to finish the game before this episode. <laughs> so, has anyone got any other positives they want to talk about before we move on to the neg, the negs, did, the negatives? I did like the general graphic style because it made me think of other games that are actually good, like the Hospital or Two Point Hospital. <laughs> the, ga- the game kind of reminded me a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've played. Do you know Cameo, the three hundred and sixty launch title? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Think, um, but I like Cameo. I think actually that fits in because I wrote, uh, it's mid noughties budget CG. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm that fits in with Cameo. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of fine with that graphic style sometimes, though. I get sick of looking at really It's, it's jar, yeah. Fair. It's jarring at first because when you just throw you straight into that first cutscene, I was like, Jesus Christ, what? 
But yeah, as yeah. I, I, I didn't hate it. It just took me a minute to go like, oh, right, yeah, this is what games used to... Yep, okay. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't... Yeah, like you said, it's a bit... It takes time to get used to, and it doesn't It doesn't take away anything from the game, I don't think. And I don't think it, I don't think it adds anything, but it probably makes it a little bit more sort of quirky and a bit more, like, light-hearted for kids as the one dies in lava. At least it's like a... A bright coloured lava, <laughs> and it pops out a little bit. Alicia died in the lava. She loved. I'm just the I'm, red I'm, hot bubbly stuff. I'm too used to like the modern Disney and DreamWorks stars. I was just like, Whoa, what? Okay, it's, it's yeah, real lava. <laughs> we sent animators to a volcano to study the lava. Wouldn't be surprised. Oh, um, so I think I think for me that's all my positives. Anyway, has anyone got anything that we've missed? You know what? I've got it to come up again in negatives, but I will put out. If you pay for that or not, you definitely get your bang for your buck with the length. I've also put length as a negative, but technically, if you were like paying fine that for your kids and be preoccupied for a while, yeah, yeah. this is yeah, definitely. If you want to keep the kids quiet, this has definitely got quite a lot of length to it. Like you compare it to say, um, I think Killzone Shadowfall was another launch title. This is definitely longer than that, for example. <laughs> not even put sixty hours into the multiplayer. <laughs> Carry on. I mean, not even put sixty hours wow. into the platinum, Laura. So you know. <laughs> No, I didn't do carry, that much. Carry on, Jesus son. Christ, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad I put 60 hours in the kill zone. Like, nah, I, just, I sometimes regret that when I look back. I don't thing. now. Yeah, like with Law, it's, it's a pro and a con, but yeah, it is nice they had a bit of, for a kid's game, it had a bit of weight. So shall we just jump straight to the length of it as a negative? Yeah, because if they knocked... Expand they on knocked, that. <laughs> they could knock a few hours off and it would not make much of a difference. The plot, the pacing, it just felt like it was... <laughs> some of the content was like, this is cutable. This yeah. is cutable. So I've got, Look, I've got like two bits in here. So. Whoa, hang on. Are you saying you didn't love the entire chapter where he crashes his plane and the entire point of that chapter is to get Nat big enough to throw the plane and then jump back into the plane and shrink again? Oh, don't. <laughs> don't. Because this, this, this fits in with like two of my problems. So like pointless parts of it, that's one of them. And then like some of the chapters could be shortened. And I think there's one of the chapters, I don't know if it's towards the end of the game i can't remember now where he goes into the into the temple is it yes and you've, you've got to escape the temple and you get to the top and you get kicked back down and you've basically got to escape all over again and i was like really really <laughs> i've just done all of this to get here and now you've started me at the bottom again but then my other big gripe with it was how many cutscenes are there like i know that obviously they're really short but how many times <laughs> right. do i need to see knack walking into a level i know I know, man, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. A man who hates cutscenes and his favourite game series is Metal Gear Solid. Yes, but, wow. but, there's, not, but there's not many cutscenes of you walk, you basically walk from point A to point B, and then there's a cutscene of you walking through the door at point B into point C. I just didn't see the point of it. But then I do feel that some of the chapters, or like the pointless parts, could have been shortened into cutscenes as well. If that makes sure. sense. Well, uh, I will say, so what it, the, the trick the game does is every cutscene is a checkpoint, basically. Yeah. So yeah. That's how you can tell you've got a checkpoint, because you see this mini cutscene. Even if it is just something stupid, like Nat jumps and climbs up this pipe, and you're like, ah, it's a cutscene, because I couldn't do that in the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, but it was just... Yeah, but there's, I think there's a couple of times as well where... Like you run into the edge, and you know that's where you need to go, and nothing activates. Yeah, you're all going. Come about five on. seconds later, yeah, the bit? and then next thing you know, oh, I've stopped. Oh, it's activated. I am now still running. I have jumped down. It's like, hmm, really? <laughs> so, so I like, tell you what, that's like kind of the two bits. I was also impressed. All those cutscenes are in engine, so if you've got a power yeah. up going, it's still going in the cutscene. I was like, whoa, he's not even pre-recorded. Damn. Yeah, but Fair then the, some of the bits that annoyed me from that were 
you pick up a tank ready to throw up to the next set of tanks that you know are going to turn up it's gone. and you go through a little cutscene and you've got your tank and it's like oh oh well, that was pointless that was great thanks yes. yeah that's there goes my easy pass through the game yes you you quickly learn when you're going for the platinum what carries and what doesn't <laughs> yeah i learned that i learned the tank one the hard way a few times but um yeah i think the game definitely could have been shorter and there were too many cutscenes, and that is from a metal gear solid fan like the cutscenes in metal gear solid i I'm not even going to try and argue it. Most of them serve a purpose for the story. The cutscenes in Knack is that you walking off a cliff or walking through a door or reacting to something and then you're back in the same point. And it's like a two-second reaction as well. So that's that's me on length and cutscenes. I don't know if you want to add any more to that part. I will say cutscene-wise, I want to talk about the dialogue. I don't know if you noticed this. It's really bad. <laughs> it was like, watch- it was like watching... Do you know when DreamWorks were like going through that phase where they were really bad but trying to be like Pixar? Uh, you, have to give, you have to give me a specific move now. Oh, I can't remember. I never watched them because they were that bad. But it's it's the ones you normally saw straight to DVD vibes. Yeah, it was probably like around about before How, How to Train Your Dragon, the first one came out. Like before that, like in between Shrek and them, all the stuff they released was pretty, pretty bang, bang awful. Wasn't that Kung Fu and Panda? I, feel, I didn't like Kung Fu Panda, so that's probably why I'm thinking of that. <laughs> Burn the hair. It's, it's like, it's like really, yeah, it's the, they were really bad. It was really. Well, I even wrote down one of the dialogue lines because it, I don't know why it really bugged me. But Nack basically um, changed up his look and might be when he went wooden or something like that. It's like one of those times. Right. And the blonde guy, Rip, I just named him. Oh, I can't remember the names of them. Blonde guy is the, basically the action the, hero. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He turned you around. You mean and went, blonde, blonde Nate? Yeah, he went. He turned around and went, "You look fierce," and I was like, "That felt unnatural. That yeah. felt pretty jarring." There. There was loads of it. It felt like there were just sort of like phoned in performances, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it, the, it profe- was some... the professor or the scientist guy. His a lot of his lines were just like, "There's nothing." Like you've got the same emotion no matter what. You could literally be on your deathbed and you'd probably have the same tone to your voice. I just well, they are squiggy. Because that, as Laura pointed out, the villainess of the game, essentially, you think dies in lava, and the characters don't know she hasn't died in lava, bar the action hero man, and they just don't care. They just no-sell it. (laughs) He's like, oh, I'm so sad, I'll get revenge. But it was like, meh, I'll get revenge. It's on the list. It's like, she's dead. Stays over with his backlog going, oh, fine, to the pile. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go home, put on the kettle, have a cup of tea, and then we'll think about it. But it's the same way with, um, when you say about motion, right? So the whole twist that Charlotte is alive, you know, the professor's wife. Oh, th- that was that was just so weird to me as well. Like, yeah. the Kurt scene when he sees her, and it's like, do you know um, do you know the Voldemort hug with Draco? <laughs> little little vibe there, yeah. <laughs> it just... really reminded me of that. It was just so awkward, they... the whole scene. But they built up like it's the love of his life, you know. He's got a little picture, everything's in her memory, and then it's like, oh, she's alive, and he's like, oh, cool, that's good. Oh, that cool, I've got to carry on and do this. That entire Come arc doesn't make sense because, like, they yeah. they're reunited. They kind of just go, oh no, who cares anymore? Like Charlotte's like, no, you you stop looking you for me. You never came looking for me. It's like I was looking for you for weeks and months. It's like no, you you didn't look. No, so I joined the goblins for some reason and helped them build yeah. lots of big tanks. They looked, they looked and then they used the tanks to do villainous thing. I d- didn't see that coming. I trusted them. 
And then she's like, no, go away, I don't need you. And then five minutes later, she's like, oh no, I'm in trouble, please save me. Fucking and then it's the same. Yeah. yeah, and the same vibe without you saying the goblins did villainous things. Goblin just defending their land. Their territory stopping they, raiding them. There are no good. That's the, so we're pretty much on the narrative now. There are no good people in outside of Knack. There are no <laughs> good characters people. in this. The goblins are bad but because it, they attack humans and like raid their settlements. But the humans are bad because they force the goblins into that position by raiding their settlements and taking <laughs> their land. Then you've got Victor, the actual villain of the game. Oh, I never, I never understood him. Like, I feel so. I, did they know he was the villain? Because there's so many times that he does villainous things right in front of like Nack and the professor and everything. Yeah. And they just see him and like, you're like, oh yeah, no, it mustn't have been him. It must have been like but his he, brother or something, his right. twin. No, they don't. He's yeah. like the mustache twenty, but he just doesn't give a shit. He just he's a villain for a villain's sake, and he hates Nack for reasons. Like. Um, to reference Fantastic Four for some reason, but you know how like I think in both origin um, origin films that they did, you know, one terrible, one even worse. Um, like you know how Doctor Doom's like, oh, he's just really ambitious and arrogant, wants to get ahead. He doesn't really care about you know. So I got that's what they were going for with it. But then it's like, oh, he goes too far and he transforms. He just stays the same, Victor. They're just <laughs> like he's always been this guy. He's been a bit of a dick, but we've always been like, ah, oh, that's Victor. <laughs> and all of a sudden, want me to treat him like he's this ultra villain. It seems like you've been enabling him for years, guys. Pretty like, much. What the fuck? And it's even the professor when he's like, "We should do this." And like, that's questionable. They have feelings. Oh, like I don't understand. I was just, oh, the yeah. Honestly, you know, I did teach um, kids that you know it's not black and white. The world it's a bit of grey. All grey. All grey. Every, everyone's bad. The only thing you can trust is the giant, your giant relic friend. He's the only one who does anything. <laughs> In this game, <laughs> who had an interesting voice? I know we go. We said about the voice acting dialogue, but his actual voice trust for that for me as well. I was, was stunned. Like, I was amazed he was voiced. He started speaking. I was like, "Oh wow, okay, <laughs> damn." Yeah. <laughs> Hello, good child. What? Hello. It's like, whoa. <laughs> A vocal protagonist. Oh damn. Yeah, I just didn't expect. And he was, voice he was weirdly really sassy voice. as well. Yeah. Well, of course he is. He's the lead character, Squiggy. He's got to have attitude. <laughs> attitude tests well. With he was the, the only one that had him. Like he was the only one that kind of had a tiny bit of emotion <laughs> in his voice. Yes. Like he was the only one I cared about because he was the only one doing anything in the plot. Like all there's like all Doctor and Lucas and all that. Like oh no, we're here. Oh Knack, go do this. Knack, do, do that. What, do you want to know? Do you want to know another thing I really didn't like about that? Right. So there was levels where they're like Knack, you need to go and do this and this, and then you would get to the end of the level and they'd all just be there. And it's like, hang on, I left you and jumped over this pit, climbed up this wall and did all this other stuff and you're just here. Or there was like bits where you would go into, I think it might have been in one of the lab missions towards the end. And obviously you go in, you've got to eliminate all of the um, enemies and everything. But yeah. then you get to the end of that level, ready for the next cutscene to start. And they're already stood waiting for you and it's like, is there a secret tunnel I didn't know about? There's a, lo- a lot of the time you will see them in the background following Knack and money after you, after you beat the enemies. Which was neat. I did like that. That they were Yeah, there's, there's bits levels. where they did that. Yeah, but then sometimes they just they weren't there, and the yeah. next thing you know, they're just in front of you. And it's like, well, for you to be in front of me, you've had to have just defeated that enemy that I just defeated there. But how did you get past that enemy, which I've just defeated? And it's like, yeah, some of that was a bit weird, I thought. Like, yeah. Sometimes sometimes they did follow you, and then the times they didn't was yeah. like the weirdest part. The only bit I really kind of liked about the narrative is that it avoided a lot of... Like, it wasn't really, like, an origin story, per se, which I kind of 
Doug, so there was no like, who is Nack? Where did he come from? What are the relics? Those weren't those weren't the plot of this game, which I thought was okay. That's that's at least neat. I don't need to yeah. have like this all this explained to me. It's just here's Nack. He good guy. He punched. Yeah, he do this. You do that. Job done. Although I t- um, I'll ask you another thing. So when they were like, "There's a key to the magical relic world," did you assume what I did, which is was it's Nack? Nack's clearly the key. I thought at first I thought he was going to be the key. Like they were going to have to go and like, how do we open this? And then like, there's no key there. I think they got there. He kind of eighty percent fits the magical door. So I was like, oh, so he's missing something. That'll be the plot. But then no, later on it's revealed that the key to the door is just the, it's just a giant key. A cheap, a cheap plastic golden key. <laughs> it's just the key. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I didn't know whether to applaud them for just be like, nah, it's a key, <laughs> or be like, god damn it, what? <laughs> At least they're like, it was a key. We need to find a key, and it was a key. And it was a key, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no metaphors fair here. Them. <laughs> yeah, fair play to them. But no, I, there's a few other things as well. Um, like, was, I said before, the element parts were cool. But then, yes. do you know when you when you have to use the wood, and then you set yourself on fire? Why are you then damaged by fire? Because uh, it's burning parts of you. No, no. so like, you set yourself on fire yeah. to do like, the task to set the, lo- like, set the other logs on fire to yeah. light all the burners and stuff. Yeah. But if you walk through the bits of, if you like get hit by any fire that isn't the bits of fire that you need to touch, you take damage to actual like knack and everything. So it's like, I can set myself on fire, but if I walk into the wrong fire, I get damaged. I mean, in like, fairness, if, fire you're, like, if you're on fire and you walk into fire, you're still going to be on more fire. Yeah, but then why would like, you If set I set you on fire, fire Squiggy, place? and then you walk into fire, you're probably going to be in more pain. Yeah, but if I was, <laughs> if I was immune to fire... But you're not immune to so, fire. His health no, bar's but, burning but away. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, but no, but it does damage to your actual health as well. Uh, if yes, you got hit by fire. It's, well, it's and it's, so then as it's well. like, but yeah, but then it's like I've set myself on fire, but that's not going down. But if I, I hit, if I get hit by some fire or walk through some fire, I take some damage. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind that. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, it just annoyed me a little bit. But there was other bits like speaking of fire again. I seem to have this thing against <laughs> fire. It was one of the. Um, I think it was one of the city levels and you've got to climb up some buildings oh those which bits. i didn't even know and suddenly these flames come out of nowhere and it's like why is this building on fire there's nothing that's being explained why this building's on fire there's just Goblins random attacking bits of flames coming out of it falling apart i guess was the idea but the, but the building fire the, but, the, but the building's perfect it's in pristine condition <laughs> it's in pristine until flames suddenly just come out it's not going to be pristine condition an... when you finish climbing over it <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but if I was an architect, I'd be proud of that building. And then just like random flames come out of some random hole. They didn't get that anyway. far. Can we not talk about the most frustrating thing about Nat? Because it's like my ultimate pet peeve, and I've underlined it five times on my notes. Go on then. The enemy's reach, the inconsistencies. <laughs> oh man, range. Yeah, range is a. Yeah. I feel yeah. like this stems from the fact. So, this is an interesting design choice. This is a fixed camera angle game. So, the camera doesn't follow Nat per se yet is in fixed points and then it constantly jumps around as you go from section to section which is it makes stuff look more visually appealing at times but yeah it does also mean that judging range is a nightmare at times it i was just some of the robots at the start i was like he can't hit me from there and then i'm like nope dead what? yeah that happened to me a few times yeah it's just, especially then... like because obviously i played hard and very hard for the platinum and when you can go down in like a couple of hits and it's very very frustrating well max a glass can the best of time but it's very frustrating to be like wait how did that hit me no uh, uh. yeah 
there's, few, there's a couple of the things on like combat as well. If you, I always found it quite difficult to recover after being hit. So a couple of times I died where I got stuck in between two people who were firing arrows. And because the fire arrows, is like a tiny gap between them firing the arrows. I just got stuck in between them. I couldn't recover and move out of the way. If you know uh, what I mean, you know, like in, in some I, games I where you get can, hit, I, it's like the it's sort of knockback damage without it being actual knockback damage. It sort of locks yeah. you in. You can't if you move to dodge that, you dodge into something else. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, it makes it impossible. The rhythm of it because it's the timing of the enemies firing at you, like they're doing do do do, and then the other guy do do do, and if you get hit, it stops you moving out of the way of the other guy. Yeah, so it's double. And you just kind of get stuck into a loop until you die because that happened to me a few times. Where it was just arrow, 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 and yeah. I didn't really get stuck into a loop because you've got a couple of dodge options, but definitely knack is, as I mentioned, the glass cannon, so it only takes a few hits and kaboom! Yeah. yeah. The dodge yeah. options, by the way, left stick, you know, don't press it. If, if when it appears on your screen, press it at your, don't press it at your peril, basically means press it now. I didn't like yeah. dodge. It doesn't left always stick. work either, that's the fun thing. No, sometimes it would be yeah, like, found dodge. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I found that I'm dodging, but I've dodged and still got hit. Because it didn't come up as like tell you to dodge, yeah. But you, you know yeah, how you so think. Oh, it. I know what I'm doing here. I'll press dodge anyway, and then you actually still get hit. And it's like, but I pressed dodge, and I've rolled away, and I've still been hit. Hmm. Yeah, because you haven't done it on their time frame. It's like it's almost yeah. like a quick time event dodge every so often on yeah. certain enemies. Yeah. And I was like, mm, this doesn't feel right because it's either free flowing combat system where you dodge when you want, you know, you time it and stuff like that. Or it's set and we're pressing buttons, sort of like press it now, press it now. Like pick a system, go with it, because if you mix them, it's really confusing. It makes you feel like you're being penalised. Yeah, I don't think. And like, again, with the camera stuff that we talked about, there's a few times that I'm running in a straight line, the camera changes. I'm no longer running in that straight line. I have now walked off the edge. That happened. It didn't happen very often. It happened a couple of times when I was. Um, I can't remember which level it was. It was one of the. There was one where there was like a bit of platform, you had to jump over little bits of rocks which were crumbling away. And right, yeah. you're running along in a straight line, and then you know you need to press up to like run up to the next bit, but the camera changes, so when you're actually pressing up, you're actually pressing right in where the camera is. <laughs> so you basically just, you run in a straight line, then you're suddenly like, right, I need to change direction, I'll change direction, and like, we've fallen off the cliff. I can't say I ever, fe- I can't say I ever fell off the cliff, but there were def- there's definitely yeah, that- a few levels where the camera changed. I, I, I think I only did it I think I only did it once. The other times I managed to save myself. But uh, yeah, I've, I think we've covered pretty much all on my consolidated well, list. But... Two, two things that I feel I've got to mention. Because you know you said you go back to Charlotte. Um, no, not Charlotte. Is it Cassandra? Cassandra. Yes, she's the villain. Yeah, yeah the one who falls in the lava. Her the, boss the, the only competent villain, yeah. Yeah, her boss battle drove me mad because you got penalised walking across the ramps in between the little bits because she had clear shots on you and stuff. I don't know how bad it was on hard. I feel like we uh, it's once you've gotten used to the rhythm, it's not too bad. The hardest part on that, so for that fight, you you have the mechanic where you're poisoned essentially, so you're losing health over time. Yeah, so you it's got not, beat her at a certain time. Yeah, it's not too bad in the actual combat arena style bits, but the problem then is you have to then journey between the combat arenas and. If you don't, you weirdly have to kind of dodge away from it first because she then immediately opens fire at you and that that'll bit. delay yeah, you that from going over the bridge. And yeah, it's a bit awkward. I, that thought, that bit. Was, I thought it was like double jeopardy, really, because you've got to move fast than that, but then you block off the route you've got to go and you can only go that route. So it's like a one-way system. Yeah. So it feels like you're accounting that I have to lose health, so it shouldn't be a thing. So that annoyed me. 
But then, like, the final boss battle was too long, and I feel like Cassandra should... I don't know if the final boss was too long. It was just very... Eh. Like, it, it didn't... <laughs> went on. It looked like it was going to use the size mechanics, but it doesn't really. You just pick up... You pick yourself up again, and then dodge a bit, and then punch him. But it was... Yeah, because Victor gets um, vaporised. So he's yeah, out. Cassandra gets bumped into the lava, so it can't be her to be the villain. Um, Gundahar, you might think, is the villain who was like the goblin tech guy. No, he's already been off, to, like, well, shuffled <laughs> off off screen. So it's like, who's left to be the villain? It's the random floaty eyeball artifact thing, which is going to end the world. It's like, um, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, I didn't really. Fun. Yeah. I didn't really like that boss battle too much either. I feel like it it didn't reduce a couple of mechanics right at the end in the boss battle, which are like brand new to the whole thing as well. Not I really. think if I remember rightly. Was it? I don't know. I think I might have just given up at that point. But um I didn't really enjoy that boss battle at the end. It just felt a bit a bit like Laura said, a bit repetitive. But again, I think if you sort of look back at games that probably came out around about then probably, or even just before then, when it was probably in development, a lot of boss battles probably were repetitive bits like that at the end. No. But I still didn't like it. Would you not say that, like, some boss battles from probably games released prior to... When did that come out? 2013. Would you not say that some some boss battles, like, even platformer games, like, even Mario Odyssey, the boss battle against Bowser at the end, is a little bit similar to Knack, but it's more fun in Odyssey. I... I wouldn't say the Mario. I wouldn't insult Mario by saying that in the slightest. So no. <laughs> I'd, I'd say like I'd say the the general idea of like there's a couple of waves of things you have to do before you can attack the enemy, and then you've got to repeat that a couple of times, and it gets harder every time. I'd say that's kind of a formula for a lot of. But that's just from the platformers I've played. Bosses, full stop. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I feel that. But I feel like games that do it well are a lot more fun, whereas Knack just it just did it because it feels like it was paint by numbers to do it that way. I, it's, it's, as I say, it, it would have been nice if they'd better used the side-shifting stuff. It was Considering that's a theme of the game, they really are very weird with it because you just get big and get small and get big and get small. It kind of doesn't really give you much of a sense of progression. And then, yeah, there's not too much fluidity. Like, as I mentioned, it's annoying when you get huge and then we have to fly here now, so let's abandon this pile of relics. It's like, just carry some with you, please. This, why do yeah. I have to shrink to being a babby every time? <laughs> that was that was one of the things I didn't like about the metal element part as well, where you had to use the magnets to do it. I thought that was cool, but yes. the fact you've you've ran all this way, like obviously you've got to go out of your way a little bit to do to get to the um, the metal parts, then to get to the magnet, and then if you want to be big again, you've got to run all the way back to do that. And I just felt it wasn't really needed. Obviously, you don't have to be big because there's a little spot further down, but you're not going to know that the first couple yeah. of times. Um, but yeah, I like I did like the the ice one. That was probably my favorite element out of them all. Uh, yeah, the ice was all right. To be fair, that's also where you actually see one of the, the very few things. So one of the things they did is that uh, on the different difficulties, they do change the level design slightly. So for example, on easy, uh, you can't fall off. They put barriers on all the ice slippy paths and everything. But uh, it's not like it doesn't go the other way. It doesn't get harder to traverse on hard or anything like that. It's just on easy they you put can fall more, off. on easy they put lots more support and everything, so you can't. I wish I'd known that. I was worried about falling off. <laughs> oh well, I'm going to go back and play it now. No, you're not. Know whenever. No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Has anyone got anything else they want to add before we wrap up? Oh yeah, there's, about there's other stuff I can talk about. Um, oh come on, this laser. Hey, come on. okay, cool. Uh, so the puzzles in this game are mostly shit. 
Uh, Wait, this puzzle? Yeah, like, so 90% of it is, man, there's a switch here next to this gate with a chest behind it. Hmm. I don't... I would have classed them as puzzles. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's like, why did you even put that there? What's the point? Like, there's no puzzle here. Why have you you've just put a switch next to a gate? What? The own, There's only one bit, which is when you're doing the, like, the temple, when you're going towards the key in the temple, I think it's chapter 11 or something, where they actually try and put some puzzles in where you have to do go make your way through, like, these mazes and dodge the robots or have to run that away was, from Do you know these. what? I really like that. Yeah, actually. it was a genuine highlight of the game because it was actually some variety yeah. to what you had to do. Yeah, but it was only in that one level probably. It was literally, it was yeah, it was that one like that yeah. one segment of one level and then, oh, it's back to back to classic knack. He's like, no, please, that was... No, you, you put effort into that one. I don't like platformers and puzzles. <laughs> you I put effort them. into that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I know I had some other bits as well I want to talk about. So, yeah, the other bit is, so obviously we mentioned the chest. Did you guys get any of the power-ups or the uh, variants of Knack at all? None of, the, none of the... No, I didn't get None enough. of the power-ups. I got, I basically got, is it an accolade? What are they called? I don't know, something you build to get an achievement or trophy, yeah, whatever you, you So you did it. build one I got of them. one of them, but I didn't get an actual power-up. Oh, so you did build. Well, you would have gone if you built one of them. Oh, I got one I did not use. <laughs> yeah, as I say, you, like, I know in my first playthrough, because I was just sticking to the stuff I was picking up, rather than targeting certain things, which I did in New Game Pluses. Yeah, it's it's weird that you won't really get those upgrades until your second playthrough, which is kind of a bit lame. And then, because a lot of them are kind of nice and useful, they'll give you more sunstone power, or give you ability to pick up relics if you're on low on health when you're breaking sunstones. It's kind of kind of neat and cool. But then you've got shit ones, like the time delator, which slows down time, but it doesn't ever. And also, weirdly, you have to equip that or the combo meter. So I always just pick the combo meter, because that actually gives you a power-up. If you like, if you land eight hits in a row without being uh, hit yourself, it'll power up your attacks, and then does that every eight hits. So you become quite strong by the end if you manage to keep it up. Although, again, it's very easy to be hit by a random enemy hit in that. And then you have, like, the other knack variants as well, if you've got the crystal relics, which, again, you can only really pick that at the start of each new game playthrough, which is dumb and weird, because I feel they could have done so much more with that. Because you've got stuff like Vampire Knack, who's, like, um, hits harder, but or has the same poison mechanic for losing health, or Sunstone Knack, which gets you more uh, Sunstone super energy. And I feel like if they merged that, like, you already had, like, the ice, the wood, the metal... If they'd merged that into it so you could kind of make your own knack, as it were, like Frankenstein it together from the bitch you're fine, so you're that like, ah, oh, so cool. Yeah, it's like, I want to have more sunstone power, so I'll put more sunstones into, like, the knack relics that he's building himself from. Again, for all I know, I the sequel does this. Maybe it looks into this I was going to say, but... have you checked if that's in number no, two? No, I haven't I looked at knack two fun. at all, and I will hopefully never. So, <laughs> no, yeah. Well, Reza doesn't know what the next game is. Uh, it's not this because it's never been free. <laughs> so, <laughs> fair, fair, fair point. Fair yeah. Point. Uh, there were. Uh, I swear there was something else. It was also. I'm assuming you guys also didn't do any of the new game, uh, like time trials or the Colosseum battles. Nope. No. no. Right. No. Assume so, correctly, <laughs> sir. Yes. So when you beat the game, you also unlock, as well as New Game Plus, you unlock a uh, time attack and Colosseum battles. Which you might think are cool, oh that's neat, especially as there are trophies for like five star in all of them. Except the Colosseum ones are just if you make it to the end, you'll get five stars. And then the time attacks are weirdly weighted in the scoring, where if you sprint through it, you will not you'll only get like two stars or something. Weirdly, it's weighted where you have to kill pretty much every enemy and then it will give you five stars, even if you've been like thirty seconds slower. 
time is almost irrelevant in time attacks and it makes no sense whatsoever. Like, what's the point of having a time trial mode if you're not rewarding fast gameplay? So, yeah. And then the other stupid thing. So, I, as I mentioned at the start, I got the Platinum, which means I had to do New Game Plus. Uh, fun thing about New Game Plus, uh, you can't change difficulty. And this game has difficulty trophies, so you have to start a new save if you want to do hard or very hard. Why? Like, what? Who in, who in, even in 2013, who thought, New Game Plus, ah, who would want to change the difficulty for this to get those trophies related to difficulty? <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems a bit, yeah, it's, a bit rubbish. It's weirdly implemented because you can carry over any special knacks you've unlocked. So if you get Diamond Knack, which you need for hard and very hard. It's it's not so bad, but then it resets all your other gadgets and everything. So it's just like, uh, why, why? Yeah, it's 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 tedious. It just drags on and on. And even because the other neat thing about this is, if you die, you rarely go too far back. Only one or two combats. But replaying any of Knack is just uh, a chore. Yeah, pretty much. That alone <laughs> on like the third or fourth playthrough. So it's like, uh, yeah, that's Knack. Uh. <laughs> I saw something, um, what was it? It was it was a review. I was just looking through some reviews. So I was going to see what critics give it as well, just to like a quick summary before we give our, our score. Yeah. And this line jumped out from IGN's review. Playing Knack is like watching a dull movie on a plane. It's tolerable if you want a way to pass the time, but it's not something you'd seek out for its own sake. And I think that sums it up very well. Like you playing New Game Plus to listen to podcasts. Yes. <laughs> I played it because I went, this, is a, this should be a fairly easy platinum, I can do this. And it was. It was just draining. Tiresome. Yes, tiresome. Tiresome. Yeah, yeah and I think, by, I think by the end of just playing it once, you've kind of, you've seen and done everything that you need <laughs> you've, to do. You've seen and done everything like, way before you hit the end, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to be honest, the, I think it's the, bo- is it the boss battle against the goblin bloke, Vandahar? When he's in the big mech oh, the sort giant, of thing, and you've the got giant to launch mech, yeah, like that could have been the end game, really, if they wanted it, because you've defeated them. If they wanted to do it like that, I mean, that boss battle is okay because no. it's you yeah, kind of have no, to it react. Wasn't you have to react to him more than anything. So yeah, that's what I mean. It would have been a good kind of climax. Want to finish yeah. the game on, even though it was probably only about three hours in or something. Well, as um, Laura said, I think I've you could end nothing. it on Cassandra's as well. Like have that yeah. be, and then yeah. like tie Victor into that fight and have that be the crescendo. Yeah, yeah, but, but no, they didn't do that. He could have landed his helicopter to be like, nah, I'm not having that, that friend, before they were romantic. It was hard to tell due to the lack of connection. But don't worry now, because she gets to be with the hero guy, because he didn't abandon her in a pool of lava. The and only one got... who cared. <laughs> yeah, the only one who did the right thing and generally was like, I better check on her, just in case. Oh, yeah. hello. In Nak in Na- 2, they take over the world. I would, you know what? I hope they take the world. Turn evil will be like, no, I dated us. We're the only ones with personality and some sort of moral <laughs> compass. I mean, her moral compass was broken, but at least she had one. She was competent. <laughs> and in that, that takes you a long way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, has anyone got anything else they want to add before we wrap up with a little I'm ready to give it a sentence and a score. Yeah, I'm ready to wrap up in a score. Go on, then. Take us, take us away, Laura. You can go first. Right. It's practically, a mo- as I said, reference earlier, it's a movie time without the movie to tie into. There are some good parts that make it playable a bit, and I'm like, maybe I am being too hard, but there's just too many frustrating things, so uh, I'm giving it a 5 out of 10. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll go next. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. It 
it gets a three out of ten mainly because the game is functional. It does little else to entertain me, and if I didn't hear Slazer's words echoing in the back of my head, going, "You need to finish this game. You need to finish this game," I probably would not have finished it. I, I would have judged you. I would have judged you. Yeah, exactly. Like, Four in exactly. a row. Well, oh, that's Griggy. <laughs> I ruined my I ruined my Christmas playing that game. <laughs> I ruined my Christmas. I went through all my Christmas chocolate to make me feel better playing that game. Oh, that's that's my line. Wow. That is my line. Um, Go on, Slazer. D- yeah, I. Knack Knack drives me mad because there are so many cool little ideas in this and so many neat little polishes in it. Like, I like the whole changing size. I like the different health meters. I like the loot box stuff where you can pick up what your friends got. The fact that there are no load times is amazing. The visible damage. Just, it's like tons of, like, that chapter with all the puzzles. There's loads of little things. And then it bundles it all into the most mediocre, dull, boring experience you can possibly have with repetitive combat and garbage story. And it's just... Uh, why why is... Like 10 out of 10. Why have you put... Like, they've done all the polish uh, to a turd. And you can't polish a turd. So it's just like... I love all the little things. I just wish they weren't attached to just a dull, dreary, generic game. So, um, yeah. I feel bad picking on that in a way, but it's just... Eh. It just doesn't really... It's got loads of little things, but no, nothing special that makes me give it crap. So, I think I give it a four. So, I've gone three, four, and five for an average score of four. four. Wow. I, say, I, I um, wish so... that was better. Maybe the sequel is, but it just... It's just dull. Yeah. Kind of like what you said. It's, it's, it's a very... Like, my 3 out of 10 was because it was functional. It was actually... It worked very well. When you consider it's a launch title for a brand new console generation, it worked very well. But apart from that, I didn't... Yeah, it ruined my Christmas. But anyway, uh, moving away from, from that, our next game for free stuff is a Nintendo Classic. It's available on the Switch with a Nintendo Online subscription. And you also have to download... What is it, Laura? The SNES Playable thing. <laughs> I don't know. The SNES doing. Playable thing. You're right. When you go on it, you'll understand, okay? And it was trying to charge me for it, and I was like, this is expensive. Yeah, yeah. This is so, expensive for a free game. Yeah, so as as everyone who uses Switch and has common sense will know, if you go on the eShop, <laughs> there is a Nintendo Switch Online section where you can just download the SNES app very easily. And when you download the SNES app, you can download Super Mario Kart, which is the next game we're going to Oh, it's already in there, buddy. Stuff. It's just one download. Is it the only one? Yeah, if you don't know... You download download the SNES SNES thing thing. and you've got all of them in one. Oh, right, it's all in part of that. You don't have to download every game separately. Okay, cool. Cool. Even easier. How could you mess this up? I've not downloaded it. I've played it on the the SNES back in the day. You've played this one before? Okay. Yeah, I've played Super Mario Kart on the SNES. No, I've I've never played the original, so fun to do this. Because we all love Mario Kart, so... A chance to look yeah. into the original, which not a lot of people have played, except Squiggy, which has undermined some of my point of picking it, but whatever. <laughs> to be to be fair, it was obviously a long time ago when I played it. So. Back yeah. when you no, that, were a lad. Yeah, when I was a wee lad, Knack wasn't even a thing. But that'll be in five episodes' time, so that I'm not even going to get the dates out for that, but God it'll goodness. be in five episodes' time. April. Probably. Episode episode 25. Might be allowed out of the house by then. <laughs> maybe maybe but that wraps up another episode of the lagging behind podcast thank you for joining us if you've in, if you've played knack and you've liked it you haven't liked it 
let us know on Twitter at Behind Lagging. Um, you can catch us all on our socials. I'm at John J Squires or Squiggy Plays on Twitter and also twitch.tv slash Squiggy Plays where I stream every Tuesday and Thursday at the minute. It's going to probably expand to another day eventually. But at the minute, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can catch Slazo on... I am at Slazo King, or you can listen to me on the other hit podcast, Trash Manga Friends, every other Thursday, the Thursday after Lagging Behind comes out, and you can follow them at Trash Manga Cast. And Laura is at... Laura Law, that's L-A-U-O-L-A-U, and I have nothing else to plug other than follow at Behind Lagging, because I am trying to tweet more for us. Yeah, and you, you might you also could... find Laura on my stream follow behind lagging and you can see the one thing of knack we didn't talk about which is the gyrating knack during the credits <laughs> that was a personal highlight <laughs> laura giving us our sick content on twitter Brap. Brap. but thank you so much for listening we are the lag behind podcast every other tuesday on all good podcasts and services and anchor.fm and we'll see you in two weeks goodbye <laughs>